Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk about Rivian, a Tesla competitor. Rivian is an early stage electric vehicle startup company that mass produced, started mass producing cars last year. If you stay to the end, we're going to have a full bull and bear thesis breakdown uh, with a fellow Seeking Alpha contributor. My name is Jacob Braun. I write for Seeking Alpha and I contribute to a weekly Monday night episode here on Best of Us Invest. If you want to check out my stuff, I'm going to share my screen. You can see my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is real Jacob Braun. If you want to reach out to me, if you want to see what I'm up to, just check it out. Follow me. Um, reach out to me. Um, and let's let's take a look at our company, Rivian Automotives. Uh, right now, it has a market cap of $32 billion, negative uh, 6.89 earnings per share, 52-week high of 179, 52-week low. We're seeing right above it. Right now, we're at 41. It's at $33. The company IPO'd at uh, it says $100. I believe the IPO price was low 80s, but it opened at 100 due to the very high demand. Right after the IPO, we can see that high demand because the company goes and eventually spikes at that 179 mark. And ever since that spike, it's been a slow, steady decline. Part of that's due to eroding market conditions, but part of that's due to people starting to get rid of the hype behind the company and look into the actual company itself. Since this IPO, though, I mean, we opened at a price of $100 and we're at thir- uh, right at 40. So we're at 40%-ish of the initial price that people were buying at. And from the all-time high, we're at about a fourth, you know, 41 to uh, 179. So these are not good prices. Some people see right now's price as, you know, they're buying a bargain compared to what people paid a, a, a little bit while ago. But I would say, hold your horses a little bit. And we'll talk about this later with our um, with our contributor. But this this company, there's a reason it's been falling, and that's because they missed on earnings recently. They um, recently had a bunch of public backlash because they they raised prices on the eighty over eighty thousand people who have already prepaid and are waiting in a queue for their cars. So they've had some uh, PR misses. Uh, whistleblowers come out from the company, and the the companies really struggled to ramp up production. So there's some issues, but uh, on the other side of that, the company is backed by some major players. For example, George Soros, um, a billionaire investor, uh, GM is backing them, Amazon's backing them. So the company has some very big, strong backers, but the company also has had some some issues it's overcoming. So the question is, where will that? Which way will overcome with the strong support and the the very neat car? take the company to the next level, or will the company succumb to all the issues it's facing and not be able to make it out? If we remember, one, one there's a ton of electric vehicles companies right now. You know, The big names, Lucid, uh, Rivian, Tesla, NIO, but also you're competing against all the legacy automotive companies because everyone wants to get into uh, electric vehicles right now. So high competition space to the, the vehicles automotive space is very uh, competitive uh, only one major or two two major now companies have never gotten a bailout from the government, American companies. So it's a very competitive space. Many companies have failed. Well, will Rivian be the next one to fail? That's the question. Not all these electric vehicle startups are going to be able to make it out. Um, and for me, uh, we'll talk about, you'll hear my opinion later in the bull and bear test thesis. I'll give you a little preview. I'm a bear. We just looked though, again, We'll see where it ends up going. Uh, the Seeking Alpha as a whole, which is multiple authors, gives us a hold, so kind of a weight. If you look at Rivian's site, man, I'll tell you one thing. They have a very good product. I first heard about the company uh, three-ish years ago when I found out they were coming into my town. The town I grew up in, Normal, Illinois, 
Uh, I grew up in Bloomington, normal it's kind of a twin city sort of deal. The normal Illinois uh, is where the company's main manufacturing proud uh, factory is their first one. They're creating a second one in Georgia now. But so I've kind of always had an attachment to the company and I've followed them very closely and seeing them and seeing their actual cars, cars is a very big deal to me. If you look at their cars, they look slick. They have a lot of features and they're made for outdoors people. They have a niche market com- compared to many electrical vehicle companies because they're kind of more the outdoor um, SUV truck market. For example, Tesla is more of a luxury and sedan market. So they're not competing directly with Tesla. Yeah, they're both in electric vehicles, but this is competing more against the Cybertruck of Tesla's, which is, isn't even out. So they have a very slick product. Um, They've had a little bit of a rough patch. So why don't we hop all hop on over to our bull bears just so we can have more in-depth takes on the company. With that, guys, Justin, would you be able to introduce yourself? Hey, thanks. Um, I'm very excited to be here and then excited to talk about the Rebian. So my name is Justin Lee, a founder of Cappuccino Finance, and I also just started a YouTube channel, so you guys should check it out. And also, I share my financial analysis on a Seeking Alpha. Thank you for that, Justin. Would you be able to give us a bull case on Rivian? Yes. So there are a lot of things, exciting things about the Rivian, their product and their market outlook and overall uh, EV uh, industry. But thing that i excite most excited about them is their segment that they're targeting. So they are targeting the SUV and the truck market. And then that segment is a lot less crowded compared to the passenger car. So in the passenger car, obviously there's a Tesla and then GM, Volkswagen, and like all the major company kind of introducing a new like model just about every quarter. Whereas SUV and the minivan market, it's like not that many uh, companies are targeting. So I believe the Rivian can establish much easier to kind of establish themselves as a leader and then defending the market in the future. And the second part is people just love their product and then experts have a very positive opinion about their uh, SUV and truck. So reflecting this popularity, so they have a substantial backlogs already. So there's based on the last earnings call, so they have 83,000 backlogs of SUV and then truck. And also the recently the Motor Trend magazine selected their R1T, the truck, as the two, uh, truck of 2022. So they're kind of showing the reflection of their popularity and enthusiasm, both from the customer and the expert in there. So it's, I think that they're going to be uh, very successful. And, and also, looking at their financials, so they have $18 billion in cash in a balance sheet, and then they lost $2.6 billion on operating, probably like expanding that they're like workforce and hiring a lot of people and also building a new plan. And then looking at uh, doing the pretty simple calculation, $80 billion and then two, like a negative 2.6. So it take about six or seven years to burn through the uh, that cash they have. And I don't think it's going to take them to like five or six years to uh, turn the operating cash positive given their growth and popularity and then their like kind of superior product. And also they're backed by uh, Amazon. So Amazon already have 100,000 uh, orders of the, uh, the delivery van they're going to use. So the financially, they are very secure. So the, 
kind of startup company is very important to have a financial resource. And I think they certainly got that. And the next part is not, I believe the EV overall sector will get benefit from this rising oil price. So during the pandemic, oil and gas company made a substantially uh, less investment and that underinvestment. So developing oil well and then pumping out the oil take about two to three years to kind of establish that. So impact of that underinvestment during the pandemic, like two years ago, is about to show right now. So there's already a little bit of kind of concern about the supply uh, constraint. And then now the Russia invasion of Ukraine can add one more levels of kind of uncertainty plus the oil supply. So I expect the oil price to stay up high. And then kind of looking at the consumer, looking at the $7 per gallon uh, price tag on the gas station, I think they have a much higher incentive to kind of switch over to the EV. So I think that that elevated energy price and the oil price, I expect them the EV to take advantage of that. So the overall Rivian have a very strong product, have a very good like a selection of the niche they are targeting. So I can I believe they will establish well as a leader in the future. And then their popularity and then the, the enthusiasm from expert will uh, prop like fuel their growth in the future. So I really like their company. Sure. Thank you for that, Justin. So now just given more of a bear take on the company, uh, as we talked about earlier, the company really exploded in value after the IPO. And I think that was mainly uh, centered around hype for the company. This company, people love their product. Uh, it's won many awards for their products. At When it was first revealed at an LA car show, uh, journalists, uh, fans were all in awe of the product. So they have a very good product that a lot of people like. However, uh, the company is now being forced, people are being forced to look at the company for its, itself without the hype, uh, in part because of the poor market conditions and in part because they, they're not doing as good as people originally expected. For example, on the quarter four, they missed on profit and revenue. Uh, not a big deal. They're a very early company and it's supposed to be a high growth company. But still, you know, that's not something you necessarily want to see. You don't want to see them missing on profit or revenue. Another thing, they, they've had trouble ramping up uh, production. Uh, much, they're ramping up production, one, much slower than they expected. And two, they, they started production later than expected. Again, in parts can be blamed on COVID-19 and all the issues that went along with that, as well as supply chain issues. But again, not something you want to see. You don't want to see these ramp up issues. And uh, Tesla, you know, it's in infamously, Elon Musk said that Tesla almost went bankrupt trying to ramp up Model 3 production. So this uh, auto, automotive uh, production is notorious for being very difficult to ramp up and still keep quality and keep a good price. Tesla's dealt with the issues, but seems to have it figured out. And all the legacy automotive companies have dealt with many issues over the years in the same thing. So with Rivian being such a young company, I think that these issues are just the beginning. Um, additionally, the they recently raised prices 17 and 20% um, on each of their cars sent from their initial launch prices. And well, this makes sense, you know, we have inflation prices of raise and whatnot. But the concerning thing about this is that a whistleblower came out, someone who used to be um, an executive there, and said the company knew they were losing money on the original price, but they IPO'd with the original price to increase uh, investor sentiment. So I don't think anything will necessarily come of that. But it just shows you that the company 
has to have a much um, more expensive product than they initially led you to believe, whether that's because of supply chain issues and inflation or whether it was um, intentional. Uh, another thing. So I think the biggest thing with the company is the Amazon order of 100,000 vehicles. That right there will give the company so much revenue. The problem with this is Amazon's hedging their bet. They have a stake in Rivian, but Rivian is not the only company they're buying electrical vehicles from. They actually have also said uh, they're going to order thousands of vehicles from electric Ram uh, of electric Ram vans from Stellantis, which is a small company from the Chrysler Fiat um, automotive group. So Amazon's going to other companies uh, as well, which makes sense. Amazon ha has needs for a lot of electric vehicles, but the point is they're not solely reliant on Rivian anymore, which again, just kind of shifts away from the, the strong thesis behind them. Um, and then finally, it really comes down to this. The automotive field is very competitive and Rivian's a very early on company. They have a great product, but we just don't have that much of a track record for them. And for me, I want to see more of a track record before I fully invest in it and have some of these, uh, some of these, you know, questions and concerns kind of answered um, for me to invest in the company. May I miss out on some profits? Yes. But I feel that having the better knowledge and having the stability from waiting a little bit longer will is worth it for me in this case. With that being said, Justin, do you have any final words and where can we find you? Yeah, thank you very much. I always like kind of excited to talk about uh, having that chat with you. <laughs> I learn a lot in the process. So yeah, um, you can find my find me at my uh, blog, cappuccinofinance.com. And also, as I mentioned, uh, I have a YouTube channel, The Cappuccino Finance. So you guys check it out. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invitation too. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I uh, always love to talk to you as well. And with that being said, thanks for watching everyone. If you have any uh, questions or comments, please reach out to me on my Twitter. I'd love to uh, talk to all of you guys. 